0: Welcome to Simple Truth, a weekly broadcast dedicated to the exhortation and equipping of the body of Christ. And now, here's Pastor Terrence Williams and Pastor Mark Wingfield.
1: All right, hello everybody, I'm Pastor Mark Wingfield here with Pastor Terrence Williams and we are Simple Truth Radio. Uh, Sam King is the producer of our show and our show has uh, has now been on Facebook for, I think we've figured five or six years anyway, Mike Adams and Bill McCaskill started it and, uh, and Terrence and myself took over when, uh, when they have felt it was time to pass it on. And so we've been able to do this most weeks for the last, uh, four or five years. I think I, I, I can't even keep track anymore. I, it's been a while and it's been a blessing and, uh, and, and we're here tonight. So, um, if you're listening to us on, Spotify or Google or Apple Podcasts, then welcome. We're glad that you are joining us uh, by those podcasts. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, uh, we invite you to comment as we go. In fact, if you're on Facebook Live now, say hi in the comment box so we know who's on. Uh, Terrence uh, mentioned earlier today to me as we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about that uh, it would certainly be an appropriate uh uh, topic tonight to talk a little bit about revival. And um, we would use a scripture, from Second Chronicles chapter 7, a very familiar scripture, at least verse 14 is very familiar. I, in fact, just last night had somebody ask me um, um, uh, something about 14, and I had to point them to 13 first, and uh, that opened their eyes on something, and then Terrence suggested we go back a verse earlier than that and look at verse 12 and then go all the way through 16, and I think that's a good uh, place to be, so we we'll are gonna be there in just a moment. Uh, Terrence, why don't you explain to the people that are just getting on, um, uh, and maybe even look Listening on the podcast because um, uh, if I'm not uh, mistaken, this will be released on the podcast on Sunday, May first, and so it won't be too late to join us at the tent revival. So, Terrence, tell us about those tent revival services coming up. Um,
0: yeah, it's uh, Gospel Hill. It's our third year, I think, doing it. The first year, we uh, we had a tent that was uh, uh, we borrowed from a guy. And then we got the money to purchase our own tent. So we have a, a big purple and white tent that you'll see if you ride uh, by the first aid crew in the fire department in Waynesboro. It'll be going up tomorrow morning, and there'll be seven nights of uh, six nights of uh, seven nights, well, six, seven nights yeah. seven nights yes. of revival from six to nine uh, with. Praise and worship with preaching, with testimonies, uh, baptisms, even. Um, uh, just you know, we're just hoping that God will 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 save some souls and and actually uh, inspire and revive. The church uh, revive those who are uh, are saved uh, to deeper devotion, uh, deeper commitment to God, and so I mean that that's what all these things, are, all these meetings are designed for is just to for us to 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 grow and to, to grow deeper and grow closer and to and improve our witness uh, in the world. And uh, what better way than to be in the middle of the city, uh, visible, highly visible, uh, and hope. We'll draw some folks uh, uh, from neighboring uh, around, the, around the city to come and, and, and be a part and uh, give their lives to Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen. That's right. So so there is an evangelical or evangelist, evangelistic purpose to the tent services, um, and that is, of course, we want people who are unchurched and have no relationship with the Lord to come. And so we're hoping that through the visibility of the tents right there uh, at the foot of downtown Waynesboro, as well as the invitations that uh, that we know are going out through the valley even now, that we'll definitely have some people that need to uh, come to Jesus and meet him for the first time. Uh, revival was also, of course, a time, and I think probably just by the definition of the word and, 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 and looking at the history of what people have meant when they uh, called something Revival, it's really um, a time of renewal, refreshing, re-energizing, uh, reconnecting for the church, and um, and and of course, it's 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 a really a time that we are asking God to move among us so that our lives are changed for His glory in some way, right? So, um, you, you know, God, of course, is the one who chooses when revival actually happens. We don't, um, um, and so sometimes I don't even like calling uh, revival services. Is revival um, only because we don't know that revival is going to happen, but we do so because we're confident that it's going to happen. We're confident that God is hearing our prayers um, and, and, and that He is going to respond accordingly, which really brings us to the focus, um, the focal scripture um, passage for this evening. I'm going to read it, and then, uh, Terrence, you know, maybe you can share at first your thoughts, and and, and we can go from there. Um, this is in Second Chronicles 7, beginning in verse 12. It says, The Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. I think that's as far as you had us reading. If not, you can read further. But uh, it's uh, I mean I think it's pretty clear what's being said there but it is interesting that uh the majority of the church can almost quote word for word second chronicles 7:14 but really to get the real idea and the real picture of what's happening there um you have to read the verses before it and the verses after it.
0: Uh I agree. Um yeah, I said 16 it's no big deal. Uh it was just mm-hmm. He was saying, "From now, I've chosen and sanctified this house, and my name shall be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually." So, I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was the That's that good. was the, that was the next verse. That's fine, but you know, when I look at when I look at these verses, um, we see a God. Uh, a lot of times, uh, people are, especially uh, in the modern culture we're living now, we're not so used to a God, a God having conditions. Uh, God. Right, okay. You know, I mean, we we. I mean, we see here. You know. I mean, we know you're you were you were an English uh, teacher. Uh, you know what those if then statements are. They're conditional. Sure. You know, if mm-hmm. my people call by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then then I will hear. You know, the then part is what we celebrate about the then part. You know, we like the services when then the things that happen after the then happen. We like those Mm -hmm. things, but uh, some of the conditions for the things to happen after the then uh, are the things that where we where we have to deal with some things. We have to, you know, humble ourselves, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, you know, then he'll hear from heaven. And so um, I think it's very key uh, for any set of meetings that that be the theme at the very onset uh, of the meeting, you know, uh, we know that God wants to, to meet with his people, but we can't just assume that God uh, doesn't have requirements, doesn't have expectations of us. And as we saw in the verse uh, 13, he says, when I shut up heaven and there's no rain, command the locusts to devour the uh the land and send pestilence among my people. I mean, that, it doesn't sound like a modern rendering of God, you know, the, the God right. of blessing that we hear so much, the God that will never allow any harmful things to happen to us uh, in this modern culture. Um, this sounds like God is about to judge them. And so right. <laughs> uh, that's when he mm-hmm. said, if my people, if my people, I mean, he he said, "My people," so he hadn't dis- he hadn't he hadn't uh, disbanded them. He hasn't uh, disowned them. He's just right. going to deal with them uh, through correction uh, and try to try to try to and try to correct their course uh, from what they were doing. And I mean, and this was, this is a common narrative throughout the whole um, the whole Old Testament. You know, they would get right with God, and then they would get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then they would mm-hmm. go back to idols, the idols of the peoples around them, and then God would mm-hmm. send judgment, and they would repent. It was a repeating cycle, and we're we're no better right. even after Jesus, right. unfortunately. And so um, here we are again, you know, uh, getting ready to have a set of tent meeting, and I think it's very fair for us to, to 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 humble ourselves and and realize how big God is, and that we are actually wanting Him to do something. Uh, among right. us and that he has expectations about it
1: yeah yeah you you, you said a mouthful there you said a lot of, a lot uh <laughs> talking about those expectations and um and it, you know <sighs> Well, you pointed out that uh, that this is a uh, a promise to his people. Um, that's why you know we look at verse thirteen, and, and sometimes that doesn't set well with people. That when they say, "Wait a minute, now God is saying that he he's shutting up the heavens so that there's no rain, or commanding the locusts to devour the land, or send." Uh, pestilence among his people. And so there is precedence for saying that sometimes God will use even natural disasters uh, as discipline. I wouldn't necessarily call this judgment. Um, you, you could call it judgment, I suppose, but I think a better better word might be discipline. He is allowing things to happen uh, to bring the people to repentance, right? That's what he's saying. He's, he's saying, look, mm-hmm. I've allowed these things to happen to, to get your attention, and um, I will— pull back. Um, I will bring the rain. I will uh, stop the pestilence if you all meet my conditions. So I, I read something um, recently. I don't remember if it was a Gospel Coalition article. It was somewhere I read. Um, that was just uh, the guy was saying that he cringes every time he hears somebody say, hey, just come worship God on your own terms, however you want, however you feel comfortable. Uh, we know what, what what the person saying that is meaning. Uh, I think they're meaning. Don't worry about what other people think about you, that kind of thing. Uh, but the reality of of it is we never can go to God and worship just how we feel like it. We go to God on his terms. And here he clearly spells out his terms. We're to come humbly, we're to seek him um, in his face, we are to pray, and we are to turn away from our sin, right? So so God has some very specific parameters um, for how he will choose or when he will choose to move on the people and bring to them, I think we could say that this is a passage. About bringing revival, so we only have three minutes. Boy, your time has really flown already on this one. Um, but you know, uh, so so what happens, uh, Terrence, when we we get there, and um, maybe uh, a good number of the people who are in attendance aren't really faithfully seeking the Lord. They're just kind of checking out to see what happens. Uh, can they keep the revival from happening? Is it possible that God would just bring revival to some of us individually while the the, the larger of the group um, would have to wait on that until they got right with the Lord? How do you see that playing out um, when we uh, meet together next week in the gathering?
0: Well, I believe that God will um, God will minister and manifest Himself to whoever uh, has their heart in the right place. Um, I mean, we could say that about any Sunday service, uh, Pastor Mark, that uh, right. people come 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 in service, whether they're prepared, they could have just been sinning uh, the night before, uh, maybe even the morning of, and they're not in the right place with God. Uh, I don't believe God would withhold uh, his, his uh, outpouring of whatever it is he wanted to do from those who are, who have humbled themselves and those who have uh, sought him and turned from their wicked ways. I, I believe God uh, will pour out on, on whoever and whomever uh, has gotten their heart in the right place with God. Um, and, you know, let it, let it, let that outpouring provoke those around uh, that may be sitting there uh, feeling like they're not receiving anything, uh, mm-hmm. but yet look mm-hmm. around them and see, uh, see God doing things in the lives of other people may it may it may it be a thing that provokes them maybe maybe it brings an atmosphere of repentance to those people I mean uh, that's a that's a good thing I mean sure, uh, <laughs> sure.
1: yeah yeah I mean the, the those who might come might see true worship happening and and again worship uh, uh, we worship in many different ways. I believe that our lifestyle is really our truest act of worship to God. Um, so, you know, these people who will be with us under the tent aren't necessarily following us around um, at work and in our homes and in other parts of our lives. But for a few moments, they'll be with us and they'll have their eyes on us to see what we do when we do come together. And someone plays a stirring song that is scripture-heavy in its words and lyrics, and 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 hopefully they will sing see us sing those songs back to the Lord. As acts of of worship, Um, and uh, that that in itself, uh, that devotion would change them. And of course, the uh, preaching of the Word of God, which we're going to talk about here on the next segment in just a moment. We are at the end of this one. Um, Thank you for those of you listening on the podcast, and thanks also for those of you listening on Facebook Live. If you're listening Facebook Live, share this so other people jump on there and share your thoughts as well. We uh, thank you for being with us, Pastor Mark, Pastor Terrence, and Sam King, Simple Truth Radio.
0: Thank you for listening to Simple Truth. We look forward to bringing you new messages each week. Tune in next week as we hear from Mark Wingfield and Terrence Williams.